Welcome to the Diversity on the Hill podcast with Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Curcio. Here are the ground rules for our conversation. Respect one another. Openness. No assumptions allowed. Mistakes are welcome. And let's grow together. Enjoy the conversation. Yes, and hello. Welcome to thy Diversity on a Hill podcast. How about it? <laughs> Sounded like you you just uh, opened a, like a genie from a bottle kind yeah. of situation. My hello there. <laughs> I'm PJ. And I'm PK here. It's similar to the P, P, uh, the NPR voice. Similar. Similar? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you look like... <laughs> if you could have seen PJ's face, it was like epic. You could see that he was really feeling that that soundbite i was in the moment i was in the moment that that really took me to a place you know i'm i'm a i'm a character actor yeah, you know? yeah. Oh, okay. you yeah. like you like embody the, mm-hmm. the i embodied the music there embodied uh, the, the 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 whimsical magical feel of of that little yeah hey listen our our podcast which is diversity on the hill right mm-hmm. which is the same way that they can reach us at diversity on the hill at gmail at or gmail. on ig yeah is magical it, is it magical it's magical eh, i mean i mean sure. <laughs> Sure, whatever. <laughs> I mean, not Disney magical. Whatever. But uh, <laughs> how you doing, buddy? I'm great, man. Happy that we're actually doing this back to back. We haven't done a back to back in a while. Yeah, we haven't done a back to back in two weeks. Ah, I know, man. That's just oof. That was too long. All right. Well, we're here. Hey. So, uh, real quick, news story here. Okay. A, a little, a little quick hitter, just to get us, you know, primed. Sure. <clears throat> Did you know that M and M's redesigned their characters, the M M&M and M characters? I heard about this, but I didn't go deep because I don't care for M&M's. Why did we have to hear about this? You heard about it and you don't even like M&M's. It is so dumb <laughs> that we have to hear about a redesign. And because it was a little controversial. It was. I, that I, That's why probably why I heard about it. Right. It was just maybe in a passing. Like, why do people care if they redesigned them? Because people like M&M's. So here's, here's the... The headline that I read. Sure. M&M's redesigned their mascots, giving them new shoes. Tucker Carlson finds the brown M&M's less sexy without her stilettos. <laughs> Tucker Carlson. Oh, mercy. I, on YouTube, on his show, uh-huh. was complaining about the redesign, calling it woke. You and, know, s- and saying that they're you know trying to make... And M&M's did say, hey, we're trying to be more inclusive of other people. How in the world are you making them more inclusive? They're M&M's. <laughs> but they're supposed to represent there was a female M&M. Yeah. And yeah. then So they went away from these stilettos, one went from stilettos to uh, a more um, what did they say? A more reasonable or or more uh, functional, a thicker heel. Well, and then one w- went to sneakers. <laughs> like this this is what you're worried about on a new show? Well, uh, I mean, well, news quotation marks by yeah, the way. Well, I mean, sex sells. Like we know this. So so you're telling me Tucker Carlson wants a sexier M&M. I, I don't know what Tucker that's what Carlson he com- that's wants, what one thing he complained about. <laughs> I, look, I'm laughing most of this conversation because I can care less. I know. I got, so can I, got I no but comments I, about what M&Ms. I care about is that people care about it so much. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, I, they're listen. M&Ms. But, you know, people people it matters to them when they're classics and they have 
these memories, these fond memories attached to these characters. You know, it's like Alf. You know, like if you grew up watching Alf and you have some attachment to Alf, if they were to 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 redesign Alf, you'd you had feelings about you it, really, like the Ninja Turtles or something like that. You really went to Alf. No one who's listening to this <laughs> knows about Alf. Maybe two of our podcast listeners know Alf. You went with you chose Alf. I know, I, look, I'm sorry. You chose Alf. Which, you could have chosen Mickey Mouse. I, yeah, Mickey I Mouse mean, even the Ninja Turtles is possible. Yeah, but Alf. There's a there's a story behind it though. Okay, so Alf is alien life form. Right, that's what it stands for. Uh-huh. Um, and I used to love Alf. Well, I did too. I enjoyed watching it. Uh, the The story is probably not that kind. Um, but when I went to a new school, I'm not gonna stay where um, because I don't want to put them out there. But I went to a new school, and I was saying my name was Curcio, and one of the my classmates was having a hard time saying my name. So he was like, "Man, you know what? I'm just gonna call you Alf, man. You you look like Alf." Ooh. And I was like, okay. He, dude, Alf was you know, not a pretty dude. That, that, was, a, that was not cool. It was, it was not cool. It was not nice. Well, what um, grade were you in? Seventh. That's kind of old for someone to be saying that, too. Yeah, so that's why Alf was the first one that came to mind. It's just because I'm not because hurt tra- by it. Because it traumatized you so much. that. But Alf was a great show. It I was a good show. I enjoyed it, it. But it really wasn't great. Have you seen an episode since then? No, I haven't. But it does not hold up. I would assume so. Alf does not hold up. I I, I believe you. So, I, you know, it's just that's why it was the first one that came to my mind. All right. Anyways, just, the point is not trying to get sappy. Just who cares? You're not woke if you're changing your characters. Stilettos. <laughs> and of course they're going to say, you know what they're going to say for a reason. And of course they're going to say something like, we want it to be more representative. We want more people to connect with them. They want more people to connect with their with their product. Right. Yeah. They're, that's why they ha- have multiple personalities with these cartoon chocolates. Who cares what they're wearing, folks? I can't believe this. Like, or this are they wearing like anything? Because someone would argue that they're nude. No, the candy shell is closed. Oh, it's so yummy, candy. delicious oh, clothes. Got it. Okay. And the, the, probably the only part you like is the candy shell because you don't like chocolate. You heathen. <laughs> <laughs> I Anyways, accept. I thought that was just a. I, I thought that was just a funny. That is a funny like, little, little funny thing yeah, to get that's into. A, that's a very interesting story. I can't but, believe someone like Tucker Carlson would even take the time to care about this and call it. Whoa! <laughs> this is the problem with the world. They're changing their characters to be more inclusive. How dare they try to be more inclusive? Now, was that supposed to be an impersonation? No, or? not of him. Just of general people. Oh, okay. General like people. Gar- I don't know how Tucker. No, you're fine. Exactly. However, we are going to talk about somebody. Uh, radio personnel because we're going to keep our word oh yeah and we're going to talk about Mr. Rogan oh yeah well we'll do that right after this musical interlude hey we're back yes we are give me some magic and we're back welcome to the second segment all right. This is so calming. So, by the way, we are recording this uh, a few days before you're actually hearing it. And so things might have changed because from the first time I wanted to present this, things have changed. Correct. So things keep progressing with Mr. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan uh, does a podcast. Yes, he does. And Spotify, a very popular podcast. It was very popular. And then Spotify, a few years ago, decided they were going to pay him $100 million to be exclusive to their platform. Correct. I think it's something like 20 million viewers or listeners. Oh, yeah. It's a podcast. They don't it's a view. whole lot. Yeah. Oh, no, but his is a video podcast, too. 
Oh. So people can actually watch him. So But not on not on Spotify. Yeah, you can't you watch listen on Spotify. To it, yeah. Right. But so anyways, uh, he has yeah, so if it's on Spotify now, then it's probably listeners. Anyways, he has a bunch of listeners. Let's right. just put it that way. We're going down our dumb rabbit trails again. <laughs> so anyways, he uh they're not dumb. They're inquisitive. But inquisitive. Thank you. You're so kind. Curcio Kind has shown through oh, again. Yes, thank you, Curcio. So the first thing that happened was um, Mr. Rogan has been criticized for having certain people on his show and who others have said have been disseminating COVID misinformation. And as we know, COVID misinformation is a big thing these days. It's a big topic. Well, misinformation in general, but... Yeah, misinformation in general. But COVID has been the main... Right. Uh, COVID has brought out the term misinformation more than any other thing I have ever seen. It's unbelievable. It is. <clears throat> so, he brought on some some people who were, in, in certain people's minds, um, giving misinformation about COVID and the vaccine and mask wearing and all that kind of stuff and kind of uh, poo-pooing on all those things. Yeah. And so other people were, were saying, "Hey, listen, we're not gonna we're not gonna put up with that." No, it came up one of the one of the artists, Neil Young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Neil Young, an, an old artist, maybe you guys don't know him, but he was popular back in the seventies, sixties, even late eighties a little bit. This said, "Hey, you know what? I don't want him spreading these lies. People are gonna die because of his anti-vaccine uh, position right. and the the people he's bringing on." And so Neil Young said, pull my music off. Oh, interesting. And then I, there was another artist that followed in that as well who decided, uh, Joni Mitchell. Right. And then another older, let's not get into that one yet because that goes into a different story. It does. All right. Um, but then uh, Beth Moore, which is like a stalwart in the religious world. Oh. She wanted to pull her podcast as well. Oh, yeah. Like Beth she just Moore, didn't post, she just didn't post new episodes. Gotcha. She's a, uh, yeah, she's big in the, non-denominational Christian world. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, big, she's, big she's author. Big. And yeah, yeah, she's yeah. huge. And she does. Anyways, she leans towards the right of stuff, maybe the left of stuff, less traditional mainstream Christianity views on things. But I, anyways, so yeah, so she pulled her stuff. So all these people were pulling their stuff off Spotify and Joe Rogan came out and didn't really apologize, but kind of said, Hey, I like Neil Young, no problem. And then he 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 basically said, "Hey, listen, I have different types of people on my podcast. Have you ever listened to Joe, Joe Rogan podcast? No, not in its entirety. Yeah, I've, I've heard, heard little clips, clips here yeah. and there, but nothing. And I do have friends who who told me they hear it and they and they enjoy it and they like like him. And they were kind of talking about him. And I was like, I don't know about him. What about this? He's like, Well, you know, and basically he said, and and I have heard Joe Rogan say some very um, insightful things and very rational things. He's a he's a free thinker, right? Um, and he has all, and in his thing, he said, "Hey, listen, I have all kinds of people on, even people I disagree with and people I agree with. I try to interview a variety of people. Basically, what I do is invite people I I know or that I like or that I'm intrigued by mm-hmm. or that are interesting to me at that point in time. And I invite them on and we talk. And so." It is a valid point because there was one point where he did bring on someone who was pro-vax who actually contra- gave him a, a stat that Joe Rogan had to kind of say, oh, I was wrong. He admitted that Joe Rogan admitted that he was wrong. 
So that's the beginning of the story, and that's right. where we first start this this trail. So when this, tra- I want to ask more about on this side of the trail. What do you, okay. what do you think of this kind of discussion of uh, people pressuring Spotify to pull him out because of COVID misinformation or COVID controversial topics or controversial um, guests? Yeah, this this is ah this so, was a this is a touchy for me yeah. a little bit because. There is freedom of speech. Yeah. And in podcasts, you you say whatever you want. You know, it's our responsibility as listeners to do our own investigation. Same thing when we hear a preacher preach. Mm-hmm. Right? This is a Christian podcast. Mm-hmm. So um, pastors will tell you, I'm human. I make mistakes. Investigate for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, don't allow yourself to just be spoon-fed information. So these people who are pro-Joe Rogan and, and that kind of um behavior and mentality um oftentimes just take what he says for his at his word and and they take it as as law you know and that's just what it is and i would say joe rogan is free to say whatever he wants to say like sure that's freedom of speech welcome to the united states of america right what do you think of spotify keeping him on though excuse me um spotify is just a platform to put information out there. But they bit, they paid him $100 million. And that's where people are saying, hey, listen, it's not like Apple or like when we put ours on. No one's paying us to do this. Right. <laughs> we're doing it for for free for, you know, we're actually probably paying a little money in the long run. We, do it, we do, do it for our listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, But um, anyways, but- we, they're paying it. So there's some, the critics are saying they're paying him $100 million. Yeah. So they But, sh- they but he's sh- not their employee. And like, they're not his employer though. Well, they kind of no. They're playing. They're in my opinion. They're paying for exclusivity. They are. They're not paying as in hiring him to say you are our podcast source. They I don't wonder tell, how that contract. They is don't tell. Out. I don't know, but I'm I'm assuming they don't tell Joe Rogan what episodes or what they want to hear. Well, he did pull some some episodes off as a result of some of this. Right, but this yeah. is the backlash. But I'm saying Spotify didn't say, okay, I want you to talk about uh diversity on the hill like like they don't tell him what to talk about hey, joe rogan have us on yeah that, that'd be very interesting um we might get more listeners um sure my point is i'd like to talk to more people oh that'd be nice um we are appreciative of the listeners we do have by yes the way. i love them all <laughs> but uh again so in this side of the argument right i'm where joe rogan can say whatever he wants mm-hmm. and people just need to cross check him yeah. Well, here's the thing. I, I do know he invites different kind of, you know, mm-hmm. people. What's What's interesting to me is I, you know, many times this go, goes against liberals versus conservatives. Mm-hmm. This is this is basically what it comes. That's at. what it and, boils and, down to. And the conservatives are more in line with Joe Rogan's thoughts on on maybe COVID restrictions mm-hmm. and vaccine mandates and all those kind of stuff. Yeah. So they're defending him and oh well, we need to hear that and you know. You know, he's actually justified in what he's saying. Some of the stuff he said has has come true. And whether that's true or not, I I don't think so. I think there's obviously some nuance and some investigation that everyone needs to do into their own. Like, is it really true? And and a lot of people don't take a look at both sides. Yep. So anyways, but it's very interesting because some of the other traditional kind of guests he has had, many conservatives would feel very uncomfortable because he's had 
he's had conversations about drugs. Mm. Uh, Elon Musk uh, famously went on his podcast and said he was high. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so those are not values that usually conservatives are a part of. And he's mm-hmm. invited people who morally maybe don't stand within the, the the cusp of that. So it's very interesting that, you know, conservatives usually stand for, hey, we don't want that kind of stuff. Yes, but this is Joe Rogan's argument. They are free to say and behave however they want. Yeah. No, no, no. And, and what, where I'm coming from is that there's a lot of inconsistencies. Yeah. Again, the fact that that there are conservatives that support him, right, and what he shares and what have you, in and of itself is already kind of like, huh. Well, they support it because what he's saying now supports their current worldview. Right. So, so, but but with that, he would say that the people he has on can also do the same. Mm -hmm. So, he's like, I don't have to agree with the people who I bring on. Sure. They can say whatever they want. Again, it is our responsibility as listeners to cross-check what we're listening to. And I do believe Spotify, listen, Spotify is a private company. We've often said private companies can do whatever they want. Yep. We said Twitter can ban the president if they want. Yes, we That's their prerogative. That. That's their prerogative. Spotify, it's their prerogative if they want to keep him on and pay him money. That's their prerogative. Yes, it is. It's not a, listen, I, I don't really care. And, and the fact that, what I do appreciate about at least the, the initial conversation is that I do think Joe Rogan has conversations. Yeah. Kind of, it's kind of like we, what we try to do. We try mm-hmm. to have conversations. Right. Right. Most of the time we tend to agree each other because we tend to have a same worldview. Right. You know, based on of our biblical principles. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of time our, our, our worldview view is similar. So, but he brings people on and that I do think disagree with him from time to time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all right. I've heard that. And so, anyways, but most of the time he does bring people on that interest him. So most of the time he's going to agree with them. Right. And, and that's that's the reality of it. So that was the beginning of this controversy, and it got big deal. You know, these musical artists being pulled out. Correct. But there's more to the story. There is. Hmm. And so this part is a little more interesting. So another artist, India Ari, I think is is her name. Mm-hmm. She said she was pulling out. Her music. That was a big and, deal. Yeah. And she gave another reason. And she posted some videos, a compilation video of Joe Rogan using the N-word. And it was a compilation of instance and another instance and another instance and another instance. There was like 20 or 20 to 30 there times. Were quite a few. Yeah. Quite a few where he used the N-word. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now there's more to that too, but let's tackle this one first. <laughs> did you did you see that video? I didn't. Okay. I didn't, but I heard about it. And uh, so this is my challenge with that. Um, being that I grew up in an environment that was um, strong African American and Caribbean as well, I was exposed to the N word, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that even though you you know that my heritage is Latino. Um, when you look at me, that's not the first impression you get, mm-hmm. right? So I was able to, quote-unquote, blend in mm-hmm. with the African-Americans uh, and the Caribbeans. Um, with that, I learned about the N-word, right? And I did see at times when our school had uh, non-African-Americans that tried to use it, and it was offensive. And mm-hmm. they were like, you can't use that word. And to me, it just didn't make a whole lot of sense 
why if it's such an inflammatory word to refer to an african-american then why would you use it within your own and i've heard different arguments Mm -hmm. um as to why they can they have the permission to use it and Mm -hmm. why others don't and that's their prerogative you know how they want to use that if that's how you feel comfortable and you're okay with somebody calling you the n-word um that is on you like that's that's your perspective and you're entitled to to your perspective um however i believe that we ought to be a little more sensitive when it comes to how we behave with that and understand the culture and again joe rogan feels like it's a free country he's going to say whatever he wants to say he's going to use whatever words he wants to use and that's how he believes like the little bit i picked up on him right um so it's it's hard it's hard. Like, do I think he should have used? No, absolutely not. You you want to be respectful, and and this is a big issue now. Even in in teams in sports, changing their team names because mm. they're offensive and inflammatory. Right. Um, in baseball, it happened. It happened in football. Like these people are actually being mindful of it, and and people are still asking for names like the Braves or the Indians to be removed. or the Chiefs. Yeah, or, or the, the Chiefs. Chiefs. The, the Indians are, already changed. They're the Guardians now. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. So there there are those examples. So and those words aren't don't even have the connotation that the N word has. Exactly. Exactly. So so with that, I'm saying he should have been more careful, especially with the kind of audience he has and the the uh, breadth of his reach. Well, he was. It's just dumb. Did I say that right? Breath. It's it's just dumb to use that that word. Yeah. It it's ridiculous in any climate. By the way, I would say in this climate especially, but no, in any climate to use a word that has that connotation, Mm -hmm. and and you know, that's why I think language is is very important in how we use it. Yeah, I agree. And how we kind of use words that the masses maybe see a certain way, and so, you know, many people are calling. Spotify to take him off, obviously, right. or to boycott, or hey, he's he's a racist, and all these kind of things. Now he did react to this video and say, "Hey, listen, I'm not a racist." And then he said, "And I do know that if I have to say I'm not a racist, then that's a problem. Then I've done something dumb, or you know, mm-hmm. that in its own is a problem." He apologized too. He, he did apologize and said, "Hey," but he did kind of couch it. He said, "Hey, these were taken out of context. These weren't the ways I was using them. I was using them in how other people used them and." So one of the things was, hey, this comedian back in the day was say, said this word, mm-hmm. right? So he never, according to what, what Joe Rogan was saying, I've never called anyone that. I was right. using it more in how, telling the story of how someone else used it. So he said, hmm, right? Right. Now, whether that's justification or not, I, I don't know. But it does point to the, it does point a little bit to your thing of, hey, you know, how, how Who's okay using a word? Per- personally, I-, I agree with you. The N word I don't feel like should ever be used by anyone. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's offensive, it's offensive. Yeah, yeah. If That's... it's not, then it's not. Right. And, and and so I know there's certain words that are used against Hispanics that if I'm going to use it, then I, I I personally I wouldn't be offended if someone else used it if I used it. Right. Now I don't use it so. Please don't use it. Mm-hmm. Be, be respectful of those things. And I know that certain people say, hey, well, this was an oppressive word. We're trying to take the word back. It's our word. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, you're not really taking it back if people can still offend you with it. If people can still repress you with it, mm, yeah. then that word still has power 
in that context. In a negative should, context. And yeah. you should stop you should stop altogether. Using we should it, take yeah. it totally out of the vocabulary, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. That's that's my personal thing. But obviously Joe Rogan should not have should not have said this. And I guess my initial reaction is, you know, many people are calling them racists. What do you say? Uh-huh. <sighs> <laughs> the, the whole, the this, old this context is, of, hey, are you a racist? Yeah, I know. Um, Let's play that game. I don't, uh, again, we don't know these people's minds. We don't no. know these people's hearts. So let's start there. Um, he did say he was the least racist person he knows. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could say that too, but, but, uh, oh, I, I, you, okay. Just outside looking in just for the sake of conversation. I don't think he's a racist. I think that he just, he just, is used, that Curcio kindness coming through or is it maybe? Yeah, it is. Curcio kind. Maybe. Um, I don't, I wouldn't dub him as a racist though. I mean, again, racist has a certain connotation and understanding of keeping, uh, another race down Mm -hmm. using the word you can someone could say you're you're keeping them down because you're using an inflammatory word to describe the person Mm -hmm. right um uh, now he did say that these were these were old episodes right he doesn't use the word anymore okay what what else are you gonna say and that's right and they were before he came on to spotify some of the clips are he's obviously much younger and it's a much more rudimentary setup right and this is but his brazenness is what gets him his viewers this is what a lot of his Mm. viewers enjoy and here's right yeah so so because of that i'm saying he will say things that are going to trigger like it's going to catch your attention Mm. and and that's why i'm saying i don't think he's a racist i think that he's an opportunist Mm. and will use something to catch your attention, you know, yeah. or to rub you a certain way. He's more of a, to me, he's more, at least he used to be, I think he's trying to, to transfer a little bit into more substantial stuff, but he was more of an entertainer. Correct. He that's, started that's off with a group of his friends right. just doing a podcast and it blew up. Right. And now some of those old episodes, it, it, here's the thing about him is that there, there's people trying to, you know, I, I hate the word cancel because it's, they're not trying to cancel him. They're trying to boycott him or saying, Hey, listen, mm-hmm. stop listening to him. You, you're free to do that. That's not canceling. That's your that's your choice, right. right? No one's. Anyways, I hate that term. The cancel culture thing. Oh, I hate it. Yeah, I hate I it because because right. everyone everyone does it. Even the people say, "Well, that's cancel culture." Yeah, you do the same thing. It's called you don't do something if you don't like it, or you don't listen to it if you don't like, it, and you call people to stop it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> anyways, the cancel culture is just a. I, I hate I hate the term, but the people are trying to cancel him. Right. Right. For saying this, but. He's just being a shock jock. There, that's a good word. I mean, let's think about back in the day on radio. You had Rush Limbaugh, mm-hmm. who would say some interesting, ridiculous <laughs> things at times. Yep. All right, but he was a very conservative, and so the conservatives loved him in his worldview. Let's go to the to the total opposite side. Howard Stern. Howard Stern. Yeah. Total shock jock. Yeah. Say now he would say some racist stuff. By the way. Yep. To one of his um fellow people on the show and she was a black woman yep. and he would say misogynistic mm-hmm. racist stuff and he was just downright nasty he was and and just but he would do it in humor mm-hmm. or whatever but the stuff he said but no one is going back right now in trying to as a matter of fact howard stern this is to me is the height of hypocrisy howard stern 
was talking about Joe Rogan's responsibility with misinformation. When Howard Stern was one of the raunchiest, promoted so many things against that stereotypical things against women. Yeah. He promoted pornography. He pr promoted just treating people poorly, making mm -hmm. fun of people with disabilities. Yeah. And you're like, really? You're you're the high horse in this part. Hey, maybe he's matured. He ha no, no, he has matured. But you got to give me, give me a break when you were that person. Yeah, yeah. And no, now I you're calling you. out this guy, which, by the way, it's it's his beliefs about COVID. Right. And I have lots of friends who are similar to his belief on COVID. Mm -hmm. So it's it's ridiculous to me on that portion that people are calling him out when Howard Stern should be canceled then if Joe Rogan's going to be canceled because some of this stuff was in the past. Wow, but he's on Sirius, man. He's the man on Sirius XM Radio. I'm just saying. Not not advertising for Howard Stern, let's, by the way. Let's, let, no, 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 no. Not at all. But let's... Let's call a spade what a spade is. Let's 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 say, hey, listen, let's be. It's the pot calling the kettle black. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's have some integrity here. Yeah. Right. This guy made a career on on dumb this remarks, behavior, on, on this on behavior, bad behavior. Yeah. yeah. And it, his show, Joe Rogan's show, is actually more in line <laughs> with Howard Stern's show yep. than it is with some of the other things. Yeah. Anyway, so to so, me, that's ridiculous. So, how did you feel about his apology? About which one? True, because he did a couple. So his apology, his apology for the um, COVID stuff, I don't mm -hmm. really care. Listen, he has opinion. I have tons of friends who have similar opinions. It's an opinion. I understand. Whatever. Let's continue to have the conversation. Um, some people believe it's misinformation. Some people believe it's factual. We don't. Now his, so complicated. His apology on using the N-word repeatedly. Uh I mean, he apologized, said he doesn't use it anymore. I, I feel like there was some justification. Mm -hmm. So to me, when you have to justify that much and say, oh, I don't use that word. I was only, it was taken out of context. Uh, that's not an apology. Yeah. You're basically saying, listen, I'm saying sorry because I have to, and I know I don't use it anymore. Correct, and I correct. realize it's bad, but. Yeah. So is he really sorry? Is he really sorry? There's like, sorry, because I got caught more than uh, yeah. genuinely Like, sorry if he didn't, I, like, if yeah. he was talking with his buddies, would he be like, oh, yeah, man, I, no, I really regret that. Or he'd be like, well, that was dumb on me, but, man, it was funny. Yeah. Do you know? So, yeah, I I would say on on both fronts, um, for the for the COVID thing, he just did that because he needed to do it, you know, but yeah. he seems sincere, and I'll give him that. Um, as for the N-word, I, uh, Wait, there's, there's more to the story though. I know, but, okay. uh, but I'm saying as for the N word, <laughs> yeah. I, we're taking it in stages. Okay, I'm cool, telling cool, you cool, in cool. stages how I, well, how this I've one been processing came together, this, but go right? ahead. So in, in, as, when it comes to the N word, it does not, not bother me. It, it makes me uncomfortable when we try to go into someone's past to mm. highlight who they are today. Mm. Yeah. We don't allow for growth. Right. And, and who I was even five years ago mm. is not who I am today. I'll tell you this. I'm glad there wasn't TikTok when I was a teenager. Oh, mercy, Jesus. Because I would have said some dumb things. <laughs> you and me both. And I would have posted it. You and me both. Thinking it was funny. You and me both. Not realizing I was an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> you and me both. You and me both. I mean, well, maybe not. I'm I'm very reserved when it comes to a lot of my 
beliefs. And even when I was growing up, I was very reserved too. I, I mean, would have just been doing a joke barely, skit and done something stupid. I barely took pictures well, when I was growing up because of that. Well, I didn't take pictures because it was like film. You had to pay for it. No, I didn't take pictures because in my mind, I processed it this way. Hmm. I don't want everyone to know where I was and what I did. Hmm. So I would stay away from pictures. Because the government is following you? No, it wasn't even a government thing <laughs> at that time. It was just people in general. Yeah. I didn't want to recall. Hmm. I didn't want, not that I didn't want to recall certain things. I was like, if I can't remember the experience, it wasn't worth remembering. That's how oh. I, that's how I approached it. Interesting. But now you realize that your brain works differently and you wish you had some of those pictures. Yes. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but this is, but this is again, I'm not the same person I was five years ago. So going yeah. into somebody's past to try to determine who they are today, um, I don't think it's a fair. I don't think it's always fair. In this instance, I'm a little bit turned off by Joe Rogan in the fact that his apology was too, ju there was too much justification in it. Listen, it was dumb. Just say, dude, I was dumb. I don't use that word anymore. I probably should have gone back and gotten rid of those because it's so dumb. But there are people who said he didn't even owe an apology. How do you feel about that? Why would you? Well, I mean, I don't. Obviously, the word's a bad word, and it it's very offensive to a broad. Ver yeah, but no, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't the apology for the N word. I'm going to the apology about oh. COVID. Yeah, you know what? If that's what you believe, I'm not sure you should apologize. Why are you apologizing for something you believe? And if he did show both sides, I'm not sh And I don't think he did apologize. He did. No, no, he no, no, no. He, he said, I have a wide variety of people. I don't ever think he said, I'm sorry. He said, I need to do a better job of putting other people on. You're going to look it up? Yeah, I'm going to look it up. I, right. I thought I read that. All right, well, did, let's, I, let's anyway. go to the next step before we All do right, go that. Ahead, go ahead. All right, so then the next part of the story is right after the video of the n-word there's another video of him talking about him going to a th um, a movie theater in a predominantly black neighborhood okay have you heard the story no you didn't this, hear this, this one is new to me yeah also i don't know what the next part is that you know Anyways, <laughs> it's all good so it's along with this video so he's and the movie was planet of the apes Right, So they mm -hmm. were going to go see Planet of the Apes. The only movie theater that was showing it near them was in a prominent, prominently black neighborhood. He goes into the, in, in the way he's telling the story, it's all kind of like this big joke, but he's like, yeah, I go into the theater and it was the Planet of the Apes in there. Like, it was like we were in the middle of Africa. Aye. Aye. And he keeps telling okay. the story. One guy's laughing and you could tell one guy on the screen is like, he's quiet, kind of, Backs up a little bit, kind of out of the screen, like, uh, what's happening here? To me, that's like a new level. So basically saying, hey, I walked into a theater and it was Planet of the Apes in there. Uh. I was in the middle of Africa. And then, funny part is like, you know, because he apologized for the story. Mm -hmm. And he, he says, oh, man, I was just, that, that was bad. I, when I listened to it, it sounds so so bad i wasn't trying i wasn't calling them apes but i know that's what it sounds like <laughs> and he's like it looks and sounds bad but that's not what i was doing yeah. but later on in his original video when he's talking about that he's like well yeah well planet apes wasn't shot shot in africa i mean this what i'm saying is sounds is racist so he calls himself out in the clip yeah but now when he's apologizing for it he's like i wasn't being racist, um, I know it sounded like what I was doing was calling them apes. Mercy. 
So that is the so so now we go kind of down this rabbit hole of, of of Joe Rogan from from misinformation to and anyways, what do you think? You hadn't heard that part? No, I oh, didn't. Oh right, hear so this I one. get the raw emotion of what you think about that one. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So so he doesn't get quite the benefit of the doubt on this one now, no, does he? No, no, he sure doesn't. <laughs> and here's here's the thing. Okay. As we've learned that we don't have the whole story all the time and we don't know anyone fully, right? Yeah. I would say this is a a racist moment for him. Mm. Like whether he is now I'm not going to I can't judge him on one instance. Now, granted, those 20 times or however many times he said the N-word, you know, again, out of context, we don't fully understand exactly what was going on in that conversation. However, I don't want to dub him or label him as a racist only because of this instance. However, this was a race, racial instant that he had. Now, here's, here's the thing. It's like I don't want to call somebody an idiot when they did something that was idiotic. Like you did that. That was a really idiot. That's a really idiotic thing for you to do. Doesn't make you an idiot forever until Jesus comes. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that again, it's that same situation where you gotta, you gotta understand the mentality of just some of these people like, and, and, and I'm going with, uh, Anglo Americans, you know, white Americans. This is the mentality that they can speak freely that you and I wouldn't take these same liberties. What do you mean by that? I believe that minorities and people who are um, second generation immigrants or what have you, we have a reservation when it comes to how we speak and how we behave when it comes to certain things mm -hmm. that a white American will not have. So, so let me elaborate a little bit more. Okay, please do. I'm going to be intentional about being careful to not to use the N-word. Intentionally. Like, I am going to make sure that I will not use that word. Right? Okay. Because I want to make sure that I don't offend. Okay. I don't believe that a lot of, of white America thinks that way mm. i believe that they have the the freedom like in in their minds it, it they call it it's it's addressed as ignorance though like i see this happening where it's like oh well let's chalk this up to ignorance because they, they just they didn't know any better you know but the truth is it's because they don't have those filters that we have and we had a conversation about this before I don't, I don't remember which episode, but we we hinted and touched on this a little bit. And and my thought process is I am more careful. I like I was raised with the mentality I have to work twice as hard to get half as much. Okay. Right? And I am going to be intentional about being careful not to cause certain behavior. Maybe I'm just talking about me. Maybe I'm generalizing based on how I see the world and how I behave when it comes to the world. But at the same time, I've seen, I've had, I've had friends mm -hmm. that feel free to carry on and talk however they want to in ways that I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. Mm. Uh, so here's an example. Okay. One, one, one okay. easy example. 
I was riding with a with a with a white American friend of mine mm-hmm. in a car. Mm-hmm. Speed limit is thirty five. Mm-hmm. He's going like sixty, mm-hmm. and to him, it's like ah, you know, I'll be all right if I get pulled over. No biggie. Mm-hmm. I won't do that though. Okay, so, if so, I'm driving down and speed limit is thirty five, I'll maybe go forty five, maybe go fifty, and I'm pushing it now. But I'm saying I'm not just going to drive freely because I'm afraid that as a black man mm-hmm. and I get pulled over, my experience can be very different from my friends who doesn't have that fear. In his mind, he's not worried about something happening that's crazy with the cop. Sure. And I've had a similar experience. We got pulled over. Right. And this I said, we talked about this. We kind of acting like a fool. This thing, we talked about this before. So I'm, I'm maybe generalizing. You are generalizing quite a bit though. Right. I'm going to push back here because when it says the, the, like they can say whatever they want. I believe that there was a lot of Anglos who actually would disagree with you quite a bit and say, we can't say whatever we want because everything's going to be construed but as we're that's a racist. Now, that is now. Now that this "quote unquote" woke culture is happening, mm-hmm. now people are taking, they're they're being more cautious. But you mean to tell me that ten years ago, when we're not having this conversation the way that we have been, people are more careful? No way. Mm. I don't. I don't see it. I see it now. No, but not back then. I, okay. I mean, I don't. I don't necessarily agree agree with you totally there. I I do believe it's it's gotten more and more that way sure i agree with that that you know obviously 10 years ago people said more things 20 years ago people 50 years ago i mean the n-word was a common word right so obviously we get that things have shifted over time i think that's just kind of a natural progression but i i do i do push back on a little bit that white americans tend to be a a little more free i do feel like I, i get the things with the cop but you're kind of touching a little bit on, on some white privilege here, which I believe there, you know, obviously there is privilege in many arenas and, you know, I, I'm going to call it majority privilege. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I see where you're coming from, but the way you started, it bugged me a little bit. Just, and that's fine. Yeah. And that's okay. You know, again, I get, I get back to that, to that whole concept where we, we being the minority feel like we have to be more reserved in how we behave. And when, and when somebody who is a minority behaves outside of how people believe they should, Mm -hmm. it becomes a big issue. And that's where I'm saying, however, if a white American does it, it's like, ah, it's expected. It's ignorance. Yeah, but know? if they're if they're if they're out of their element, it's I think it's anyone who's out of their element is going to be more careful. So, for instance, if you have if you have a group of Hispanics all mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. they're going to say some foolishness that they shouldn't say outside of that group. Right. So, but I'm saying, but they won't take the liberty to go ahead and carry that conversation into a space where they shouldn't. And I, I and here's where I push back. I don't think. The majority of Anglo white Americans won't do that either. The problem is, okay. is that the majority of the time they're in their comfort zone. And when they do have someone out of their comfort zone, it's usually a friend or someone they're starting to feel comfortable with and they'll say something dumb. Okay. But then if, if the context that we're using is Joe Rogan going into this theater and saying this, but he didn't say it out loud. He was saying it as a story with his own buddies on the podcast. Do you see what I'm saying? 
Now, okay. I, and and but, I've I've heard, like, but, but if we listen to every podcast, mm-hmm. we're gonna hear a bunch of, and that's the thing I have with with podcasts and stuff. We're gonna hear a bunch of really bad and foolish podcasts. There's a podcast out there for every single thing you can think of. So if we go out there, we're gonna find a t- we're gonna find racist podcasts. Yeah, we're gonna find podcasts about deviant stuff. Mm-hmm. We're gonna find podcasts about witchcraft. We're gonna find podcasts about Christianity. Anything. Almost Any, anything. 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 Yeah. It's out there, right? Yeah. And and so he like I said was just on a podcast with some of his friends, and he was doing it in a comedic way because he comes from a comedy background, mm-hmm. an entertainer background, mm-hmm. and thought that he was doing this in a funny way. He often alludes to. Um, Comics like Richard Pryor, which was one, he said, one of the ways I was talking about the N-word was Richard Pryor named one of his albums. Right, right. That, right. right? And so that, he said, that's what I was alluding to in one of those clips. So it wasn't, so he believes that some of that shock value is, there's a lot of comics who will blatantly be shocking Mm -hmm. just to be shocking. Yeah. And so to me, he's not a fair comparison to kind of what you're saying. Okay. And, and, and I, I get you. Now, let me make sure that, that the audience knows those who don't know me, especially if you're a first time listener, right? Listen, Curcio is kind. So, you know. <laughs> That's not even where I was going, but I appreciate oh, gotcha. that. Um, no, I'm getting to, the, to this point where um, I, I have seen and I have experienced, and this is my opinion, mm-hmm. based on my story. Mm-hmm. Right. Does it mean that it is everyone out there? No. So I was I spoke in a general term mm-hmm. coming from my experience. Sure. Right. I have not engaged with enough white Americans all over the world to know that this is exactly how they would behave or exactly how they think or feel. Well, and, and So let's just make sure that that's clear. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying within my realm and in my circle of influence and in my experience mm-hmm. in my life. That has been the general understanding that I've seen. Sure, and, and, and that's, I think this is why I push back a little bit. So I was a Hispanic in a place that had lots of Hispanics, but the school I went to was mainly Anglo. Mm-hmm. It was mainly, there was very few other dark skin. Yeah. There was a few other Hispanics. Mm-hmm. And so th- pretty much throughout my, all my schooling, I was a minority with mainly Anglos. Mm-hmm. Right. And... I look Anglo, right. <laughs> so right. I mixed in. Right. Right. It right. wasn't like anyone could ever say, "Oh no, dude, you're be careful around the Spanish kid." Right, 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 right. or the right. Puerto Rican kid. Yeah, no, I even liked most of the time. I liked the same music. I liked the same shows. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't. So I was kind of in that world, and I never noticed, for the most part. Obviously, there's always one or two people taking that liberty to speak that way. Well, okay, and that's so and that's, that's where I'm coming that's, from, and that's and that's fair, and I'm and glad so that's that, where that my, you couched it, yeah. So that's where my pushback comes from because the majority of the people who I have been, and maybe it's just the people I've been friends with, so so part of a Christian community, mm-hmm. so that could have helped. So so let me explain this to you, yeah. This way, I have cousins, mm-hmm. right? Well, I call them cousins. It's through my uncle, who's married to my aunt, who's my dad's sister. Okay. He, you just confused us more, by the way. Okay, that well, makes it no clearer. Right, just, right. so just call them cousins, yeah. right? <laughs> that, that, you know, they, they're French background, uh-huh. you know, but they were white, blue eyes, mm-hmm. you know, blonde hair, those kind of people. And I have been in those circles mm-hmm. 
I've been in public school where the majority were, mm-hmm. you know, white Americans. I have been in other schools and other locations where they're predominant white Americans. Mm-hmm. I've also been in in settings where I was with Afro African Americans mm-hmm. and with Caribbean Afro Caribbean people, right? And I hear the conversations, I see the experiences, mm-hmm. I see the behaviors, mm-hmm. right? And this is why I'm saying this is through my eyes. And my experience watching how people react to certain things. When it comes from a minority, it's like, you need no business talking like that. Strain yourself out. And then when it comes from somebody else, right, primarily often my experience was with um, Anglos, it's more like, oh, they're just ignorant. They don't know any better. And I'm saying we don't get that same leeway that they get. At least not in my experience when I was uh, growing up, right? And that's what I'm saying. So is there privilege in that? Yes, but that is expected though. You see what I'm saying? This is the bottom line of what I'm trying to say. It is expected because they are, have been the majority. Mm -hmm. And they have been the ones that haven't had to worry about that. They have been the more dominant culture, right, here. So, So in other words, when... You say you wouldn't behave this way outside of your circle. Mm-hmm. Well, we are in their circle. Sure. And that's why I'm saying the way that the mentality was, at least for me growing up, it was like, I need to be more careful because I'm not going to get, it's not going to be chalked up for ignorance for me. But what do you have to be careful with? That's, that's what I'm. Okay. So, so how you speak of, mm-hmm. how you refer to things, mm-hmm. how you say things has to be more careful coming from me than it would be from somebody else, i.e. Joe Rogan saying something like that, that he doesn't have, he doesn't need, he doesn't feel the need, in my opinion, mm-hmm. to have a filter. You see, once again, I, I, Joe Rogan to me is not apples to apples because I feel like he's trying to entertain and be a shock jock. Okay. That, that's in, and so that's where my, because I'm right, trying to look at, back at my experience. When at, I said foolish things, okay, yeah, go and on. I would... In in like late elementary or early high school, I said some foolish things to my white friends who it was, you know, border. now obviously they were less sensitive because they are the majority and didn't deal with racism. So perhaps that's part of it. You know, they don't have to deal with it on a level basis, but I'd, I never felt like I had to be more um, careful with what I said than what they had to say. Right. But you shared that you blended in. And po- possibly. So so I mean, that's so that's the difference. Now here's here's okay. You want to go comedic side, Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle has said some ultra quote unquote controversial things. Yeah, to the point where some people are like you need to cancel this dude, mm-hmm. like Netflix, right? And in, in all this situation, this is the kind of they they could if you want to compare Chappelle to Rogan, mm-hmm. they've said some stuff. Yeah, but, but, but both of them have come out. Both of them are the same in that, though. Both of them have said stuff, but both of them are okay. Like, Chappelle came out of this. I, you think ma- he came out okay? Yeah, I think he came out just fine. He's had more specials. People have followed him. He has not been canceled. There's a group of people that been he like. He had to go underground for some time. For the latest one? Not no. the latest one, but the one before that, before he started getting like a little more traction now. No, no, no. When he said that was some mental health stuff, the first one. Yeah, but he, he had already said some this, controversial stuff. This new this 
the newest controversy is a lot more volatile than the first one. Yes. It's a lot more public, but, and yes, but the he, em- stood, he stood fine. But the environment is more open to it now because no, of not. the woke movement. No, it's not more open. The, the more you say, the more you're going to get canceled nowadays. And 10 years ago, you said it. 10 years ago, you could say something, and no one's going to cancel you. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, he, he to me... People view him, some of the comments he made, as similar to what Rogan has said. Mm-hmm. Just one towards the LGBTQ com- community, more trans, yeah. and the other one towards, uh, you know, race. Right. But both of them got blown up, and Chappelle's just fine. Okay. A lot of people came to his defense in saying he's just a comedian. He's not, and so, I don't, and that's the thing. I don't think it's as bad... I think sometimes we're looking for ways to to be uncomfortable. And I understand my experience has been different and I have don't have the same experience. I'm just saying I, I want to push back a little bit because I don't feel like as the majority of white people believe they can say anything. I do believe they have different experiences around police officers. I totally agree with that one. But I don't I don't necessarily agree with oh they they feel like they can say whatever they want. There is a portion of them that do, but the majority, I, I, I bristle and push back at that. Okay, that's fine. And and again, let me let me clarify this again. I love everybody. Curcio's kind. He. I don't care where you come from. Listen, you can punch or, him in the face and he's gonna hug you. Maybe. Uh, no, so, you would. You totally would. You so, can curse him out and he's gonna go like, "Hey, what's up, bro? Much love and hug you." So I appreciate that kindness, but I just want to make I sure that not. that our listeners know. <laughs> Where I'm coming from, I love everybody. I'm maybe speaking just from uh, that hurt part of me yeah. of the experiences that I had growing up. And this and, is and this is part of the conversation. And that's though. part of the conversation. We right. have to disagree right. at some point. And that's fine. And right. and it's okay. And I still love you. Yeah, I know he's gonna hug me. And I then, sure am. Then you'll yell at me later, but in oh, a very I nice know. way. It's very cursive kind <laughs> of way. It's like passionate <laughs> way. Um, Cool, man. Well, man, that's it for this one. That's it for this one. Yeah. All right. I mean, only 50 minutes in. <laughs> that's all. Only 50 minutes. So we thank you for We barely talked. And <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. And uh, <laughs> it, it's the power of... Oh. Thank you for listening to Diversity on the Hill podcast. That's it. We want to hear from you. Diversity on the Hill at gmail.com. Let us know how you felt about that. Or and, um, talk to the OGs on the IGs. That's it. At Diversity on the Hill as well. Didn't I sound so cool? You did. No, I didn't. (laughs) I so dorky. (laughs) See, curse your kind right there. Let's pray. (laughs) Pray for us. Love you, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to to have conversations and sometimes difficult conversations. And no, we don't know it all. And yes, we're still in a process of growth. And we just ask that uh, you may take everything that has been said and make it clear. And if there's anything that was missaid, Um, that we can address that at some time. So thank you for being patient with us. Thank you for being loving. And thank you because you're coming soon to save us. We love you, Lord, in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Diversity on the Hill podcast. This is PJ and I'm out. PK here. Many blessings. Till next time. Don't change the M&Ms. Diversity on the Hill.